Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back once again as I smack my mic to another wonderful episode of Stories Around Azeroth. It is the post-BlizzCon 2019 show and joining me as always is the brightest mechanome in the sky, one Mr. Frasley-tastic. Oh, thank you. And I, I used to be the only thing in the sky until the machine appeared. Well. I mean, let's be fair here. Gnomes and mechanomes have... Well, I mean, gnomes have always been flying through the sky as they get punted. Mechanomes are only joining them. That's true. We finally joined them with our customization and stuff like that and and our new arms. And Oh, and I just found out that, that we are going to get wings in uh, in Shelline. Oh, that's, a, that's yeah, fun. Too. It's, it's all yeah. the thing. But yes, it's been it's been one of those weekends. Uh, we are obviously recording live uh, due to Mr. Frasley's travel arrangements because he was at BlizzCon himself. Yeah. How, how did you find it being there in person compared to being just a viewer? You see so much more of the crowd in the community than you do on the stream. Like I knew there are people there. But until you're sitting there and like you're you you're getting there early, like 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 there's a whole mass of people as you get into the opening ceremony, you're fighting for your seat. You don't realize what goes into it. Like this is my first type of con, in in, in this this size, and when the announcement was happening, and, and you you hear it on the on like like muffled screams like ooh, but you hear it in there go out and going ooh, and like at one point when when they did, did the uh, the charity pet. I was the one that went, yeah! And like, and like at one point, Ian's talking about the Teldestow being burned, and people are, people are cheering, and all of a sudden, Ali and I start a boo, and, and, and everybody joins us in booing. I mean, it was just so cool feeling the energy of the audience as you're sitting there, and there's nothing like it. I mean, it. if I was talking with somebody, it's like a secular religion. I mean, it's it, it, that you it's like the church of blizzard and you're in you're, you're in fellowship with your fellow gamers and there's there's that, that cool energy to it i can see that i mean the, the biggest thing that i'd like to ask you because for me it was literally going from panel to panel just on the the virtual ticket itself but for you there was obviously so much more there was the chance to try out diablo 4 shadowlands and mortal you know everything there as well as like all the side stuff which we don't see a lot of like the dark moon fair seeing the writers signing and everything else as yeah well as like all the the communities uh like just all the bits and pieces i heard there were food trucks outside judging by your twitter feed and everything else that you managed to enjoy yep. how how did that feel because i'm going to assume that you didn't get to catch every panel but you might have caught up on stuff while you're on the plane or yeah, I basically had the opportunity. To, the opening ceremony, I, I I came over with my roommates, and we we were able to make it into the opening ceremony into, into the Warcraft stage. Then I I joined up with Ali, and Starman and uh, Sniper Frog, and we were able to go into the what's next. After that, there was a saying that I had people tell me beforehand, and then, and then Silverbolt kept repeating it: "People over panels." So whenever I had opportunity to hang out, hang out with people, I chose that. And that ended up we would ha we would wait in line for demos. We even played Heroes of the Storm on Deathwing as a group, and we won. And they gave us the coin, but like mm. just different experiences. So I didn't see the what's next, I, or I, not, I didn't see the deep dive. Right. I didn't see the Q and A. I didn't even see the awesome voice actors panel live. But I heard of any of them to see live. That was when I heard you. It was the really room. good. It was 
really good. Um, I imagine it's one of those things that if you're actually in the room, uh, it would have been a completely different atmosphere in itself anyway. Yeah. It, it was cool, though. I did get to talk with, 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 uh, with Taryn afterwards, and like Taryn was talking with Scruffy about his experience doing it. So it was cool to hear him share what it was like to do that in the voice actor panel. So, yeah, it's, it's definitely the convention. You don't go there for news. If you want the news, the virtual tickets where, where you want to go. I mean, in past years, I've known more about what's going on to the virtual ticket than people at BlizzCon. Have. And I always thought that was kind of strange. Now I get, I get it. There's so much to do, and I'm there to network. I'm there to, to meet people, give hugs. I didn't even get to meet all the people that I wanted to, but it was one of those, the communities why we're there. And I came away, Blizzard is a community. Blizzard is, they're a company that makes games, but I now call Blizzard everything. You and I are part of that global Blizzard. We're, we're having fun over a game, and that is, that's an experience. I will say, though, it was cool playing Diablo Immortal, Diablo 4, and also Shadow, Shadowlands. That was cool. I, 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 being able to play a, a Volpira in Bastion. I enjoyed that. And, and, and uh, I, I did the Volpira one because I, I wanted to. But two, I was like, I, 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 can, I figured Leo Wild would love to hear that I put a Volpira in my demo. So that, that was a lot of fun. Cool. I am looking forward to um, 8.3 coming it won't be till January now, which is what we've said for a few weeks now. Uh, which makes sense. And I, did, you, did you even see that they said the, the raids, they're not going to put the raids out over holidays. And I, I applaud that. I know that's longer for waiting. I think I think it's more for Blizzard's sake than it is for the community at this point. Uh, sticking a raid out over Christmas and New Year, they're not going to be working anyway. So there's yeah. no way for them to watch or like immediately fix bugs. So I'm fully expecting 8.3 to be like released early January and then with the raids out towards the end of January. Yeah, I can see that. And that because then that gets it ready to start. Because we're going to get story. The the one thing I kept thinking with him is like, we don't even have 8.3 yet. We don't know where, mm -hmm. we don't know how the story connects from the cinematic that we saw for Shadowlands to this. Yeah. And, th and that is a weird feeling. It's weird seeing it ahead of time. Yeah. Um, th th there's a lot to do. I think the raid will be slightly delayed, mostly because it looks like the end of the fight's going to be completely based off of uh, the legendary cloak itself. So giving us more time for us, us mere casual mortals, which aren't, you know, world first mythic raiders. An opportunity to get our cloaks imbued. So. And and it also gives us a, a, about two months to enjoy the the fifteenth anniversary because unless I'm unless it's changed, we have till January seventh to work on it. Uh, January eighth for the EU because we don't we get ours a day later. But yeah, and, and I, I, that is pretty incredible. I, I I've got a friend uh, Nihar who is excited that now they can focus on their studies mm -hmm. during November and then in December they can go in and have fun. Which is so, why which is why I think we'll get eight point three after the anniversary stuff ends. It also yeah. mean, it also means that time walking Firelands uh, will not be interrupted by eight point three stuff, so it'll be it's interesting. Yeah, it's pretty smart. It gives them some spacing. It allows people just an extra what we two months now, like two months pretty much from today, and you know we'll be in eight point three. It'll come around before you know it. To be fair. Oh yeah, I mean I I to be honest, I can't believe BlizzCon's already over. There is that weird part, like looking forward to it. Now it's over. I mean, that is, 
I'm, I'm, I'm hyped now for this next year of, of excitement because I'm on fire. No, no, not literally. So put down the water. Put the water down. I'm sorry. I, 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 was, I was figurative. But yeah, well, there, what was the biggest highlight of BlizzCon for you? Because obviously it was a different experience for you than it was for me. So. so last time you asked me like a highlight that was not community. Is it, is it okay if I say You can community? say whatever you want. Like... The, the last time we the last time we talked about this, it was what were you looking forward to, which wasn't community, because I knew community was going to be your answer. I want to know what your highlight of going to BlizzCon was. Because I think... bear, bear in mind that that answer alone could turn around and be a reason why people themselves go to BlizzCon. It has to be the fact... I walk in there, and one of my friends, Silverbolt comes right over to me and just gives me a huge hug. And and, and we and Silverbolt's the reason I'm I'm in CTR, Silverbolt's the reason that I am actually podcasting. Right. And it was so cool to have them just give me the, this hug. And, and, and we're, we're like, we've been friends forever. And just being like, wow, I can't believe I'm here because of you, because because of, of you bringing me to, to the guild and, and what it started. Mm-hmm. And that, like, I'm, I'm, I'm actually tearing up because it just... It was that it, it turned people real, it, and 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 I I won't ever forget that feeling because I I walk into BlizzCon all like overwhelmed with all the music, and all of a sudden Silverbolt just gives me a huge hug. I'm like, wow. I I get that. Um, I think as we've mentioned before, putting faces to online names is most definitely is most definitely an interesting experience because. Uh, because the the first step you do to any of that is always going to be like guild meetings. Like you're more you're more likely to go to a guild meeting that's organised if you can afford it and everything else. Yeah. Um. And then obviously, depending on how big you are within a certain community, stuff like your local conventions. Like if there was like there used to be uh like a BlizzCon France essentially like a small french uh convention there and then you obviously had the big blizzcon and everything else now a lot of the a lot of the stuff does seem to be invite only only over to anaheim uh for a lot of the content creators with like the summits and everything else so it's very which much is, a different thing but um which is definitely un- unfortunate i mean i i would even be fine i i know it's i know this is a big ask for blizzard but like some of the uh, some of the the, the the podcast communities would like there's podcast movement every year we'll switch to coast to coast so it at least makes it a little bit more manageable and even we'll we'll, we'll go from like last year was in philadelphia or maybe, or maybe it was this year but yeah they'll go from like philadelphia to california to, to ohio not ohio no no conventions other than origins come to ohio but they but i i think it would be if they could pull it off it would be cool to move it around to convention centers i i, I get why be, they can't it would be nice like i mean the the furthest thing we've seen is like gamescom Really. Yeah. And even then, I don't think they're doing well. Gamescom's already been this year, but um, like, I don't think we're going to see anything. Like, there's nothing for them to announce at Gamescom, so it's not really going to be a big thing for them to be to. If anything, they might go if they want to give release dates. That that'll probably be a big thing. But um, yeah, I don't I, I don't expect anything from them anytime soon to happen. I'll be completely honest with you. Like, but yeah. BlizzCon, and, BlizzCon was good. I'm glad you had a really good time. 
uh, I enjoyed what I watched for the most part. So, um, yeah, I don't think I had any downers. Um, it definitely, with all the announcements and everything else, didn't feel... It definitely didn't feel as epic this year, I'll be honest with you. I'm not sure if that's to do with uh, all of the controversies and everything else that are just, like, dampened the atmosphere. Yeah. But I, don't, I don't know. Maybe I it's... mean, I'm not trying to make light of Hong Kong, but it did seem like Hong Kong with this year's Blizzard phone. I mean, or th th this year's Diablo Immortal phone thing. And again, this is not yeah. me making light of the what's going on there. But yeah, it. I would say, looking back at what was revealed, I mean, selfishly, I, I wanted mobile. I wanted to... There, there were a couple of things I was like, I was surprised they, they, they didn't announce, but it was epic on a scale. Overwatch 2, which we're not really going to get into, it, that one was sadly ruined by the fact that, of the leak. And I mean, happily even said, he wanted to, to break his phone. And I'm like, I don't blame him because we kind of knew it was coming with Overwatch 2 through the leak. I mean, the, the, even I found I've, out I've that... Seen, I've seen a lot of rumors, uh, just while we're touching on that, that Blizzard actually leaked Overwatch 2 themselves just to try and like dampen some of the the current blizzard atmosphere so them being uh worried uh like their the spirits dampened by the 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 leak of that is is interesting but i obviously don't know it's rumor supposition yeah. and everything else uh, someone was someone was telling me that they saw the same emotion that they saw in jeff when burning crusade was leaked so they yeah that i guess and and that th this was Jeff did not want his team to experience the same thing. That's what I was hearing somebody. So it, it, I could I could see the rumor, but I could also see it being an unintentional leak of information that because yeah. of, of. I think I I think I know what it was uh, that really dampened my spirits, and I think it's if you look at the Shadowlands, and we'll get onto a lot more of Shadowlands soon. Um, when it came to the features, it's, it was very barren compared to what we normally see from a features trailer. Now, whether it's because Shadowlands is so far off in development and they haven't really nailed down everything they want to do and then just not want to announce things that they want to count that they, they might have to cancel, is something completely different. But I don't know. I think that's part of it because normally it's just like, oh, we're gonna get this, this, and this, you know. Yeah, it to me it uh, it's like the iOS 12 of of, of releases. I mean, it it said it, it's a major systems change, especially with the alt change with the the change of levels, the squish. It's it's one that it's setting a lot of things in motion. It doesn't it, it, they're not flashy features on the surface, and they're kind of like what we got before. I'm excited for it, but I, I I do have the same thing. Like, like there wasn't that 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 tinker class. I mean, there, there's there's things yeah. that we did not get. But a lot a lot of that stuff seems to be we didn't get a new class because they're adding so many customization options. You know, they they've chosen to obviously a tinker class wouldn't work with where they're going, and normally they only add a class when it feels right. Like we got monks because we were going to Pandaria. We got demon hunters because. Uh, we were fighting the Legion. We got Death Knights because we were going to Northrend and dealing with the Lich King. Like, all of those classes 
seemed to roll in well and they gave us new races when it felt like it it worked well as well and allied i think like we're probably not going to get a new race race because they're just going to add in allied races over time yeah and we were uh, Maders and, and nick and i were talking last night about how we don't know if from the shadowlands itself we'll get ally races because they're in they're in the shadow and in their shadow forms so this might be one that but we we, we still could it would just be interesting i, I know I we're think, heading i think there's a very good chance there's so many races that are going to be there but it really depends on how viable it is to bring a soul from there into azeroth um yeah and I, I think that's going to be the thing because we don't know how how much the scale of the dead is going to be. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, let's let's dive into um, our big topic for the episode, which is obviously Shadowlands. Um, Shadowlands was announced at obviously BlizzCon. It had uh, it's what I presume is going to be the opening cinematic for the actual expansion itself. Makes sense. Very very pretty big old fake out in terms of the story where uh, obviously sylvanas fights sylvanas goes uh to go solo ice crown she wants a chance at invincible uh manages to beat bolvar sandley because he's still wearing wrath gear and you know yeah and um then she takes the helm of domination off and cracks open the sky uh instead of uh, putting it on her head which faked out a lot of people which was, and, it was it was really good. It was a really good fake out. Oh yeah, I mean, I I said I kept honestly thinking, how was the how are the ears going to go under the helmet? That I mean, that was my thought while I was watching that, and I was like, oh okay. And I like that for the biggest fact that one of the strongest symbolisms is that was the helmet of the, of Dominion. Yeah. And Bolvar said there always must be a Lich King. This is Sylvanas in azeroth breaking a chain but also in real life it's breaking a chain like like patriarchy thing, things that oppress people it is breaking those things that, that that status quo and and i thought that was a really cool way to spin it that that i i i like there's chaos when you break status quo and there's chaos here when the shadowlands open that is going to change a lot of stuff I and mean, we're, we're gonna have the scourge coming back it is a cool way to show Things are not going to be the same way that we thought. There's more that's going to happen that we don't even realize because of the Shadowlands being broken. I mean, death is 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 turned on its head right now, and and it, it, I want to see how that's going to affect the stuff going forward. I mean, like, I, we'll still spirit healers, but I wonder if they're going to add something that like we don't expect that a, a mechanic's going to change or something like that. I mean, it'd be cool not to die. Uh, I'm I'm aware that there are things like if you die in Bastion, like not in Bastion, but in that realm. Uh, there's a different death mechanic. Like, it doesn't just go to grayscale and everything else. There's a big blue spirally circle. There's lots of stuff all over Reddit and YouTube about it. It's worth having a look at it. And yeah, everything else. Because I, 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 I need to look it up because I did not die on the demo, thankfully. I, I was with a group of people, so that's why I didn't die. You're such a gamer, Fraz. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, right. Di dies, it dies every five levels to spiders in an Iron Man, but doesn't die in a bloody Shadowlands demo. I get it. I know. <laughs> I can see what happens when you die in the Shadowlands. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we're, we're not going to be talking about everything that's been announced or everything else. We're going to just talk about... Um, our general thoughts and feelings on Shadowlands, uh, because there's, there's literally too much to cover, and we'll probably, yeah. we'll probably talk about like our favorite 
announcement from what we've had of it. So, um, after you, Mr. Frasley, what was your what was your favorite Shadowlands announcement? I think, and this comes from the What's Next panel. I like the fact that that we discussed them changing how you level and stuff like that. And all of a sudden, they're like, "Hey, by the way, after after level ten, you could you choose the expansion you want to level in." And then, and I, th I thought that was really cool. And then, and then from fifty to sixty with the squish, you then go into Shadowlands. It it still lets you go to all, all the other places before, but you don't have to go through vanilla again over to. So to... yeah, I mean, um, for for people who haven't caught it, um, they are changing the leveling system completely. Uh, any new player will join uh, and go to an island and then you'll basically do a whole little story. I believe the island is in Stormheim and everything else. You're basically sent there by your faction. There's a small, there's a quest chain to do, which ends in a mini dungeon, uh, which can be done solo or done with a group because you'll get like AI partners and everything else. Uh, after that, you gain the attention of your faction leader and at which point that new players will go and do the bfa leveling which isn't too bad because it's technically the modern expansion and then uh you'll do that from 10 to 50 and then from 50 to 60 you'll go and do the main story of shadowlands if you're an alt or if, or if you're just a like a player a long-term player uh you've got the option of doing uh, the old starting zones uh, or the new one and you get to choose which expansion you want to do from 10 to 50 which is pretty cool yeah uh it... yeah i mean all allied races start at 10 as well so you basically skip the opening scenario and it makes it a lot simpler like i think i was reading death knights can do the older the new but de like no. de death knights um, all all original death knight races keep the original storyline any new Death Knight races, so Pandaren and Allied races, get a new story. Okay, and that and that makes sense because that way you can you can uh, ex experience the old, old stuff too. I mean, and 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 when I understand the new Death Knights, they really do add. They're part of the story leading up to it. Like people have, have kind of said that Bolvar raises the army because he knows Sylvanas is coming. So that's why so he's what people have said is that it's it's less raising the dead and more asking these races if they want to become death knights okay giving you choice yeah. Play, play, yeah, okay giving you, giving you a choice i assume at that point he killed you with his big old mace and then raised you so hey please bolvar senpai kill me Senpai. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh. Uh, also, it should it should be noted that any new Death Knights and Demon Hunters uh, entering into with the Shadowlands expansion will start at level one. So there's no skipping, even with a Demon Hunter. Which is is interesting. Um, yeah. I get it. I get it with Death Knights because they're so old. Demon Hunters, though, it's a little bit. Uh, mm, 
but I guess it allows them to completely balance them in a way that with the with the squish it allows them to balance them, balance their talents, balance their power gain and everything else, you know? Yeah. And it I think it really does make it less confusing overall. I mean it's one of those it it's redefining it and leveling is sixty to seventy percent faster, still with scaling, so it's not it's not a face roll. I mean but it's that's that's what they have said. I am inclined to wait to see proper numbers of that right now because there's still here are three things that we know okay they they want the entire leveling of you they want you to level through the entire expansion essentially yeah but as we all know leveling through warlords is a typically the quickest way path because of treasures they also haven't decided how uh, oh, Pathfinder is going to work and flying is going to work in all those zones. Because essentially, as it is, any long-term player that has Pathfinder can immediately fly in Warlords, Legion, BFA. And, you know, you pretty much get Mists and Wrath account-wide flying now if you own it. And the same with um, Outland. And it's you just got to buy flying, and you can just fly though fly in those areas. So it's it's very different. So what are they going to do? I mean, how how is mounting going to work? Are they just going to allow you to get a mount at ten? Are you not going to be able to fly? Are you not going to be allowed to buy flying on a character until fifty? That, that that would be pretty. I would not like that because. It is nice to be able to it fly. It completely changes how to level. If you can't fly in a given zone, that immediately slows down your, your leveling procedure by a good 50%. So the fact yeah. that they say it's going to speed up 60 to 70%, it's, this is why I want to wait and see until Alpha and Beta is out to see what is going to happen. Because it's all good. It's all well and good them saying leveling is going to take you 60 to 70% faster because you know there, there's a strict thing we'll make sure the xp is balanced but if we can't fly you immediately slow us down by 50 percent so there's a there's a bit of give and take there and i just want to see numbers it's good yeah i like yeah. the progress i like the fact that we're going to get something per level the talent trees for from what i've heard are still going to be the same like it's still going to be the rows and there's nothing changing there so it's one every 10 i guess and I still think, like, maybe getting a spell every every level. I mean, like, they did say they they intend you to earn something every level. So there's gonna they're gonna work that that that, that out in some way. Again, but we have to be careful because how they do that currently on retail is you get ranks of the spell, so you get like a base version and then it upgrades as you go further. And if they do that, then you're not really getting a spell every level, and you're just getting an update. Like and you're an just getting a spell. That's a good point. I, I did because I, I was trying to think of how they could do fifty levels of that with different things, and and, and, and maybe the, the, if they need to, that they'll even take back your power. Be like, oh, okay, this is add ranks to spells that aren't they don't, they don't have ranks already. Exactly. You, you can only blink with one eye. Okay, now you can blink with two eyes. Yeah, you get two you get two charges of blink. Yeah, but that's what I'm excited for. I mean, like, there's a lot of other s smaller things, but that's like the main thing I'm excited for. 
How about you, Pete? What are you excited for? Uh, the biggest thing I'm looking forward to is uh, Torghast, Dungeon of the Damned, Tower of the Damned. Yeah. Even. Mostly that... because the biggest thing it reminds me of is Tower of the Dead, uh, Palace of the Dead in Final Fantasy XIV. I was thinking that too. Uh, a lot of it reminded me of that. It's a single player to a party level experience. Now, the, the biggest difference is, is obviously... The biggest draw for Palace of the Dead in Final Fantasy XIV is that you can use it to level all classes. Because you're doing everything on one character in Final Fantasy XIV. Whereas yeah. in, in, in WoW, it's going to be a, a, a main focus. You're going to be able to run it once a week for your legendary crafting materials, which is fine. But there seems to be other rewards as well. Now, Anima seems to be a source which comes from everywhere, so it's not exactly like your island expeditions. But it seems there might be mounts in there, pets, cosmetics, and it scales from one to one to five players. Yeah, uh, and I imagine that there'll be achievements for hitting X floor as a solo player and X floor as a party. But it, it opens up so much that the community can do with that. Like a, lar a larger based uh, content creator with a community can turn around and be, we're going to do a challenge. Uh, how many floors can a, a solo player do in 20 minutes? How many floors can a group do in, you know, 40 minutes, half an hour, 40 minutes, you know? Because if they do it properly... And they don't turn around and go on a weekly basis and go uh, every every two like there are fixed fixed to fixes per level that uh, you'll get as rewards like and it actually like week to week I get the fact that the path will change or every time you go in that the path will change but as if they do it to a point where everybody can get something different so you could you could go in uh, on your own or you could take mihar or capo or someone else and you could just go in a group of three and you'll get affixes but i could go in on my own on my demon hunter and i could get different affixes that none of you guys get that would be fun that would be yeah. cool and that would be different but if the three of you go in and i go in on my own and we all get the same choices it's a little bit boring and a little bit dull because then it means that Whoever decides to run first on Wednesday, then they can decide. They can find out like, well, it's this week. Will this is going to be your best choice? And this, and then it it, it it takes away a large amount of that fun, I think. Yeah, because what uh, Nick mentioned this is like the endless halls for for the uh, for for the nightmare mount, the lucid nightmare. Yes. And that one, it was random, but it still had a predictability to it. And, and, and I'm with you that if it's there's, I know there's nothing truly random, but it has to be random enough that it, it that you can't really predict what you're looking for. So I, I get what you're saying, but the, the 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 lucid nightmare halls weren't random. They were completely fixed in the way they goes. You could map it out and everything else. It was that's what I mean. Fixed. But um, I, I, do get what, I do get what. Yeah, it, it felt random. But there needs to be a level of. It, 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 it's really hard to say because I want something that is truly.
going to give me a different experience regardless of the amount of times I do it during a week. Now, don't yeah. get me wrong. If it's if it's that fun that I'll go and run it multiple times a week, that's brilliant. I love it. But again, it's one of those things to give me uh, a continuous end game progression that I feel like I'm doing better because I'm, I'm getting better at the tower and even if the, the affixes are different and I get lucky and I get like a god affix or like a god bonus or whatever it is that allows me to be there. And that would be brilliant and I'll feel good for that. But I want it to give me that variety every time I step into that tower rather than be a fixed one per week because then it just becomes well am i gonna get the like the best mixture of everything you know yeah i, I know what's gonna get once i once i clear floor one because it'll be a uh abyss abyss choice every time but it, again it's one of those things um if it becomes fun and it you know is decent then yeah then it'll probably be fun doing it on different characters as you level them through yeah, it. I because I'm, I'm with you. It. It'll be interesting to see. We we hear the theory. It'll be interesting to see what what the practice is, and I think it'd be kind of cool if they could find ways to add new levels to it. I mean, it's. We assume that this is not going to go on past Shadowlands, uh, at least at this point. Like islands are not going on with us. The, uh... It's going to be a system which will be uniquely tied to the Shadowlands, yes. I mean, this is the, the big difference going back to Palace of the Dead in 14. That the biggest thing is that it was there. It was content that anybody could do, regardless of which expansion that. And you would, you boat, you, 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 your character is buffed by it because you get a percentage of experience for the class, that the alternate class that you're leveling, you know? And it's there. If it works well, then who knows? We might see it as a continuous thing every expansion. But wouldn't it be cool if we had another alternate way to level that was accessible through Stormwind or Orgrimmar? That you had like a climbable thing, which was just an alternate thing to do. And they could definitely, at some point in the expansion, bring it here. Because if Shadowlands is all around us, yeah. they, they don't have to funnel you to the Shadowlands they they could just have a a portal to it the same way that there are portals to the demon era the the demon land yeah it, it'll be interesting i i just like to think of it as like an endless dungeon you know like every in palace of the dead every 10 levels you got a boss basically and basically you would get like a short save and that would allow you to either continue with this party or just take a break. But you could step back in and then you could just... But if you wanted to continue, you had to have the same party, the same classes, etc, etc, etc. But even if they didn't give us that those save spots and just be able to just go... Um, I'd like to go with my friends and we want to level classes. We've got a weekend day that we can all play together. Let's go do this alternate thing and just level in there, you know? Yeah. Um. Cool. I'd love that. So, like, when they brought in pet battles, I enjoyed pet battles as an alternate way to level, although it's deathly boring unless you had, like, hours upon hours of content on a second screen to watch or listen to 
but it was fun. It was a fun alternate way to level. Like I remember leveling about two characters through pet battles in Pandaria way back when when BlizzCon was on. Um, dungeons are an interest, always an interesting way to level. I'm trying to do it as a tank, so it's a little bit more interesting. God, people are toxic. <laughs> people are toxic when you're tanking and you're not going to their speed. But you know, I, I'm I'm doing some questing as well this time with some characters because I just don't have time to commit to doing a dungeon. They're just having always having more alternate ways to level is good, which is why when you brought up that they're changing the, the leveling structure, it's a very good way. They're making the expansions relevant rather than dipping into the first uh, like region on a given continent. Yeah, and and another thing um, that, that I, 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 I want to bring up too is they're they're also modifying for alts how you level through Shadowlands. So you know how we talk about how these these storylines are disjointed because you choose where you want to go. Yeah. In Shadowlands, at this moment, you will go through every zone in order on your first character. Mm -hmm. That character will will go through all the covenants like i like the, the the different factions and the factions will kind of like I, someone, someone in the room said chat trap i'm like yeah it seems like like, like the the chat trap just on a larger yeah. scale and then once that character is done and at 60 your other alts can go to any of the zones in any order in shadowlands so you, you get the story once and they can also do the in-game stuff at 50 and earn toward progression so you don't have to wait to unlock stuff it's kind of like how is it world quest yeah do appar you apparently world quests are meant to be unlocked as well yeah so I, I think that that is that's cool it fixes our issue of the story being disjointed a little bit that you you get a a linear story once and you can go anywhere and i and then there is no ap grind there's the anima, which where which I think everyone has cause for concern, and and, and I, I see it. But they, they did say they, that there's no AP grind, so hopefully we don't turn anima power into a thing. And then I mean, an, anima power will be a thing. Like he, in certain interviews, he's even jokingly called it anima power. Oh, um, come yeah. on, Ian! Come on! I I love you, Ian, but come on! But I mean, at least the he said it. it Go ahead, go ahead. At least Anima is going to be from everything, and it's not just going to be in one necklace. It's going to be everywhere. It, like, it, it kind of builds into your main character. So maybe I, I think of more like a stat to your character versus just a stat to your neck. Maybe. Um, there, there's a lot we need to see what Anima's going to do so far. Like, so far it just seems that... The way the way that I've heard Ian put it in a, in one of the interviews is you'll only really need like there'll be a cap on it and everything like old time like valor and all that type of stuff there'll be a cap you can get per week but it seems like all that you'll need to farm is just enough to continue like the the covenant going for that week and then anything else is just going to be a like a dribble bonus there's no real power of progression from anima it seems like a lot of the stuff that you're going to want to, to be grinding or whatever, however you want to progress, is all going to be through the soul binding and, you know, doing the tower for your legendaries. But you can only do that once a week for the legendary materials. And then any other time you want to do that will just be 
other shitty rewards and bits and pieces. But and um, putting putting caps on everything is good. Yeah. Like, this is why I don't understand why people got bent out of shape for the badges because badges were good because they had a cap. Like it's the same as conquest. Like there's a conquest cap they can get per week, but nobody really complains about conquest cap. Like you do your 500 conquests, you're done. Yeah, like, I, I mean, Final Fantasy 14 had the same things where yeah. you could get better gear, you could only get so much per week. I mean, and that that way you don't burn yourself out. Yeah, absolutely. but you had. Something to, to look forward to. It's it's really odd to see how the community react to different things. Um, but then, again, everybody that you probably saw that reacted had a certain bit of caution when reacting to certain things. But for, I imagine for the most part, people were like, yeah, this is all right. But then you'll see Reddit and Twitter and forums and they'll be like, this is garbage. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I admit some of my hype is the the feeling I got from BlizzCon. I, I mean, it, it, if I was watching it all from home, I might feel a little different if I also wasn't still madly in love with WoW. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, madly in love is uh, 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 a peculiar term that I would use. I, I enjoy the game. If I wouldn't still be paying for it after all this time. Like, I'll take a break when... I feel like the game's got out of hand, and I did it once, this expansion. The last time I did it was way back in Wrath. Um, otherwise, you know, I, I enjoy the game for what it is. I think it's a cheap way to game uh, for what it is. And, I mean, I linked uh, I linked an image in your Discord this week about my mount runs. Yes. So, I mean, people can now see the extent of my mount runs that I do now. But I do that because it's enjoyable. I didn't do that in one sitting. I did it over the course of a week. But it, it's, it's why fun. I started streaming WoW is because then it, it, it adds another layer to what I'm doing. And Absolutely. I get to talk with people. Like, I get to talk with uh, Valicia, Leo Wild, Capital. I'm, I'm just listening to people that, that are there, like Razorus. And, and, and I enjoy that part. I, I enjoy the the chat. And that is part of what, what makes WoW for me is the community. It's... It's WoW's what brings us together, and it's something to do while I'm doing it. But it, it's what I'm adding to it. The the podcasts make me more excited for WoW than if I wasn't doing them. Yeah, no, I I get that, especially where you can talk to different people. Um, uh, because everybody is different. Like, yeah, you, ha you have a different view on WoW compared to what I do. You get excited over different things. I get excited over different things, and obviously you you hear my excitement. What what fuels me to play the game, Ali, uh, and all the other people you have on Frazzlecast. They probably you get their side of what makes the game different for them. You know, you got the people in the Discord, in your Discord, and all the other Warcraft Discords that you're in. That you get a different feel for how they play the game. All eight hundred. <laughs> I discords, that's insane. Yeah, um, I, I thought I'm going to be a cap, and I'm like, oh no, I don't want to be a cap. But it's like, everybody has a different reason why they keep playing, paying for and playing the game. Yeah. I, I do it because it's a cheap way to game. You know, ten, ten, £10 a month is not an expensive way to game when you look at the price of gaming out there. Yeah, and, and add in maybe like 40 to 60 
every two years just i mean i mean just for the expansion if you want to play the expansion i know people who still have never bought bfa or even legion and that i mean there are there are people who spend 60 dollars 60 pounds whatever you a month some do it a week just for their gaming habits and that's a lot of money but this is this is relatively cheap i don't think i've even bought any of the the microtransactions in a long 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 time you know Oh, but don't you want Dolly or no, n n um, whatever the the the, the little alpaca uh, mount? Yeah, Dolly. Oh, yeah. I I literally yelled out out loud in excitement at the wild WoW stage when I saw that. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> Continue on. It's it's definitely a fun fun thing. Um, BlizzCon for you is obviously. I'm not sure if you ever down on it, but it's. It, I assume it has reinvigorated. New expansions definitely reinvigor me because it gives me, even with a whole patch to go, it's definitely, you know, normally it turns around and goes, well, I still want to do this expansion. I want to level, I, like, my goal is, I want to level all of the allied races and anything with a heritage armor that's currently accessible in, before BFA runs out, you know, before we get 9.0. Yeah, before and we get Shadowlands. I want I want all of those at level fifty. That's a lot to do. Like I think it's like I think I've got like 10, 11 characters to do. Uh, Not including the two new allied races coming in eight point three. I might spend more time in classic until the expansion. I mean, I mean, still doing stuff in current WoW, but no, actually, no. I'm gonna I'm gonna level Valpira. Even with the, the, the current leveling, I'm still going to level alts before the... I, I was thinking, I'll wait, wait to level into my alts. No. <laughs> I just... I, I do look forward, forward to to leveling on the new system. It, it, it is funny, though. We got so excited for 7.3.5, I think, when we got the the leveling scaling. And now we're like, oh, that's so... We, we felt so good, and now it's like, oh, it takes so long. I mean, it, it's so weird. <laughs> Now that we know that um, we're getting something better. I don't know. Like, I've got... Um, uh, the experience I can give you the other day um, is I went from, like, 62 on my Dwarf Death Knight, and I got to, like, 66 in the span of, like, two dungeons and just doing a little bit of questing in Berean Tundra. Um, it's pretty bad there. I'll be honest. Um, yeah. It, it, it's a slog. It's, the, it's, it's not even so much a slog. It's just, like... The questing flow is so much better from like Cataclysm onwards. Oh, a hundred percent. Like you can see where BC is 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 bringing back BC is an improvement over what classic questing was. Yeah. And then you see in Wrath where they were getting better with with stuff with BC, but then yeah, when when Katie, you're like, okay, this is when it really started going. I don't say downhill, but um, it started rolling the, 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 the correct way. And, and that's also excites me about Shadowlands. I was, I was impressed with the questing experience in BFA, and I'm excited to see more of that. I, I think what's going to be fun is having more of those quest hubs, having more of those things where you ro roll, roll into a town and all these quests just appear. And, I, and I'm looking forward to that. And now that I know where to go with the new linear, they that'll let them do some fun stuff with that and, and make it feel a little a little bit more organic i mean it's it's crafted 
they, 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 they can really craft the experience in it, and I'm looking forward to that. It's definitely going to be interesting uh, as we get closer and closer to Shadowlands. I'm sure, like, we've got enough to talk about Shadowlands for weeks upon weeks at this point. And I'm sure we'll cherry pick some stuff as, like, it gets drip fed to us over time. Um, a large part I, I didn't really want to talk about too much on Shadowlands is that yeah, there, there's too much to talk about. Literally, I just wanted to talk. I really wanted to talk about Frasley's BlizzCon experience because he was there for the first time. Because it's, it's a different feeling to know. Like, I know what yeah. conventions feel like. And there's obviously a big difference between something or the other. And then what we're just looking forward to uh as a, as the biggest thing that we're excited from from shadowlands and i just gotta warn you multiple people at blizzcon told me that my enthusiasm is why they enjoy what i listen to well it's true so you're gonna see more and more of this that's it it's good Ooh, frasley how yes. is iron man gonna work with the new leveling system oh that's a good question i think they're gonna need to iron it out man mm. <laughs> thank you very much for watching ladies and gentlemen we're gonna call it we're gonna put a pin in it there mr frasley before you go and enjoy some anniversary content where can they find you around the internet if they don't know where you are already you can find me on twitter at frasleytastic hear my my podcast about the community every week at gnomepodcast.com and see me on twitch having fun being loud and excited at gnome.live brilliant stuff you can follow me on my main twitter account at titans greed you can follow the gaming specific one at gaming phoenix you can follow uh, me on twitch where you can see podcasts like this hosted live uh, at twitch.tv slash project phoenix productions you can find this podcast in all good podcasting places every wednesday and you can find the vidcast of it over on youtube.com slash project phoenix productions thank you once again ladies and gentlemen those who have joined us live in the chat those of us those of you who are going to listen to this in the podcast and everything else i love you i love each and every one of you uh, make sure you go and catch more Frasley stuff i'm sure he's going to be on like a billion podcasts talking about shadowlands for the next week and a half um he's a good boy he's got a lot of enthusiasm and that is why we all like him because he is a pillar of the community and it's great to talk Aww. to him every week ladies and gentlemen thank you very much for watching and or listening we will catch you normal time uh for episode 26 and beyond and yes thank you very much ladies and gentlemen as mr frasley always likes to say be awesome be awesome, ladies and gentlemen. Take care, and we'll see you next time.